Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace, and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. I had no idea what it was going to look like in order to change my life. What do you mean? Like the year, the time, or what would be required? All of it. I didn't know what would be required. I didn't know what my real issues were. At my very core, I knew, but I didn't think that I'd be able... I suspected, (laughs) but I didn't think I'd be able to walk through them. I thought they were reality. Mm. I didn't know that my fears were constructions. I thought they were real. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know what it was going to look like on the other side in any shape, way, or form. And Mm -hmm. it's funny because I was thinking about this yesterday. And I thought, you know, it's funny. If you had told me two years ago, this is what my life looks like. Mm -hmm. And this is all the things that, that have happened in these two years to bring me to this moment. I probably wouldn't have believed you for many reasons. One, I would have thought that it sounded too fantasy. Mm-hmm. I would have thought that, um, and then I would have been scared because it also sounded like a fuck lot of work. So whilst it sounds easy, it was very painful, right? Yes. At the same time, it was constantly this dichotomy, this opposition between what it felt like and what was actually happening. Okay. Because that's what your karma does to you, right? Does isn't it? It makes things feel so personal, so deep, so oh, painful. So when, fucking painful. Yeah, when that when sometimes it's quite minor and sometimes it is quite major, and sometimes it's just echoes of a major in a minor. Mm-hmm. So I remember thinking like I wouldn't have been able to design this. I wouldn't have known what it would have taken. And unless I'd done it step by step, I wouldn't have had the desired the outcome that I have. Right. And I, right. and it just makes me feel like, God, I really, cause I thought about it yesterday. I was like, if someone had sat me down and gone, this is what will happen. This is what your life looks like two years from now. Would I have done it? I would have done it with a smile on my face. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> this hurts, but it's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. Because I would have had the carrot. Mm. And what's so interesting is I did it without the carrot. I did it because I couldn't live. Mm-hmm. Like that was in, I just, it just, I had no choice. I just yeah. had no choice. But it also makes me think like, what's to come next? Yeah. So yes. what I've noticed is, that's just a recap on Raya's life. But what I've <laughs> noticed is, is that <laughs> the collective experience is the same, right? It allows us to understand it. Mm-hmm. Because if we've done it for ourselves, we can yes. see what it's, when it happens again, it's safe. It feels safer. It feels more known. Yeah. In a way. Oh, I see. This is the dismantling part. Oh, I see. This is the scary part. Oh, mm-hmm. I see. This is the really shitty part where we think we're not going to be able to get out of it. Yeah. Because ultimately, no matter what our experiences are on a personal level, the method is the same. And no matter what our experiences are on a collective level, level the method is the same. Mm-hmm. So once you've kind of done it once, or once you have someone telling you what it's like, it becomes less unknown whilst it remains uncertain. Interesting. Does that make sense? It does. It does. Although I can't help but think that on some level it remains unknown until we've walked through it because how it is going to be for us versus somebody else is going to somehow feel a bit different or it seem will a always, bit different. But yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think it always will, but there are always going to be pivotal moments that we will experience. Completely. Like the fuck this moment. Yes. Like the moment where we start to see that our fears aren't real, that we start to piece ourselves back together again. That eventually we get to a place where we think that we could be whole and then where eventually we become empowered in our wholeness. 
And all the experiences in between those moments that you just described are often the catastrophes and the traumas and all the shit blowing up in our faces that connect us to the next thing. Exactly. And so when I look at it from kind of a more collective level, yes, of course, no one could have known what the fall of our civilization would have looked like. You know, in some ways we couldn't. But at the same time, in some ways we could. Mm-hmm. We've seen what it looks like when a civilization falls. Yes. We've seen what, what change looks like on a more global level. Completely. You know, whether it was the Ottomans defeating the Romans or countries in different wars. Like yes. we've seen what it's like <laughs> yes. to have fundamental change as a collective. Mm-hmm. And belief systems to yeah, shift totally. as a result. Yes. Mm-hmm. And whilst we would argue that we're moving from a consolidated power structure to one that's much more personally empowered. Yes, and harmonious. And harmonious. What's interesting, and it's exactly what we were just saying about the personal journey, whilst we don't know what that's going to look like this time, mm-hmm. we also know the markers. We can anticipate the experience based on our own personal experience. Well, and I guess this one's different, isn't it? Because It's very different than what we know, right? Because this is requiring a level of consciousness that we never had before. So it was always the, like, those who do not learn history are condemned to repeat it, right? In Mm. sort of me butchering that old saying. And the point was, if you don't learn now, you are going to, the same mistakes are going to be had over and over again, right? Which we teach the opposite of. Right. Because the reality is that we are moving into a new time. So history cannot possibly repeat itself because time is not looping in that way anymore. However, there are two issues at play which kind of contradict that at the moment, and that's okay because it's not permanent, right? And one is the fact that because we've had enough past lifetimes and traumas where we have witnessed the destruction of civilizations, we know it's still very possible and we know how traumatic it can be. So our minds are always thinking, okay, we know when this happens, you know, another power is just going to take its place. So let me just figure out who's going to step up and let me back them. So rather than come into my own power, because I've never been in my own power before, like ever in most lifetimes, I wouldn't know what that is. All I have to do is just pick a winner. Yeah? Yeah. And the second issue with that is the fact that in this collective purge that we've been experiencing through 2020, we are going to see a lot of old shit come up. Old, very familiar stuff come up, right? So it looks the same even though it's not. Exactly. And it's going to feel a little familiar and it's going to be, it's going to harken back to recent things, recent historical events where you're like, are you sure that's not history repeating itself? Because this seems like, you know, fill in the blank. But what we're seeing as a result is how we can deal with it differently. We are being faced with opportunities to course correct consciously. And again, to bring it back, it's exactly like the personal journey. I mean, I can't tell you how many of my old issues came up where instead of doing the two things I always did, I did a third different thing. And how that Mm -hmm. changed the direction. I had the opportunity to heal those things 
mm-hmm. not by making a drama or choosing myself or making a whole drama and you know like <laughs> spewing out my feelings here's a here's a three three page essay on why when you looked at me that way it, didn't, it wasn't quite right or you know here's this or here's that whatever it was right I mean I'm exaggerating you know what I mean <laughs> are you really and, exaggerating though <laughs> I mean maybe maybe not um, but instead of that it was much more a kind of the experience of all right well I am different. I'm going to do what feels right to me now, which is different to what I used to do. And therefore, I not that I had a different outcome as a result, but more I got a chance to heal all the times that it happened before. Yeah. And instead of fueling the fire, we can yes. burn it down. So it's taken time to get our consciousness there. It has taken generation after generation to really bring us to that point. And while 2020 was really instrumental in helping us, well, 2019 was all about fear surfacing, 2020 yeah, so we could do was it on a personal level. fear burning, you know, it was also just about, can you see this and hold this now? Rather than try to run away from what you think this means, right? Your fears of being controlled, your fears of, around security, your fears for survival, all the things that we would sort of confront in our daily lives and try to assuage them however we dealt with before, right? Or stick our head in the sand. Suddenly it was like, no, 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 no. Now you need to hold it. Now you need to see it for what it is so you can walk through it differently or respond to it differently. And then we can move forward. For example, you know, like when it comes to an election or when it comes to a clash of opinions in some Mm -hmm. ways. Yeah, or Um, ideology. (laughs) Yeah, normally what we do is we go, who can scream louder? Who can be, who can silence the other one faster? And who can argue better? Exactly. Whereas it's maybe about in this instance, a a different approach, which is, can I understand where they're coming from? Mm -hmm. Whilst I may not agree with them, can I have enough compassion to understand why they have these views? Yes. And as a result of that, can I maybe see Mm -hmm. where their, where their pain is? And give them space for that. And maybe their solution isn't the solution to get rid of their pain. Just as maybe I don't know what the solution is to get rid of their pain. But can I hold space for their pain and appreciate that they have it? Because from there, then together, we can figure out a way to transcend it. Exactly. Because we're not meant to take polarizing stances anymore. Not in oneness. Oneness does not allow for polarity, right? Mm. So it is always about being able to... And it doesn't mean adopting, but being able to hold different ideas at the same time. Not that you have to agree with them, but you understand that there's a reason for them. Mm. We can't be right about everything. We cannot know everything because so much of it has been fed through and worked through our own ego filters. And at the end of the day, to no longer hold fear of, around the outcome. Yeah, that I'm still working towards. Because what's really important is to understand that in 5D, it's not about the outcome, it's about the process. For me, that, maybe I struggle, but in my head, what I can definitely do mm-hmm. is feel that if I'm not focused on the ending, okay, if I'm just focused on enjoying each moment because I could get hit by a bus tomorrow, can I not just then live and trust that anything that happens to me I will learn from and I will mm-hmm. enjoy in yeah. some way. Whether the enjoyment is in the short term or the long term, it will come. 
Mm-hmm. So, and can I trust that if we said, as we, I can't remember exactly how I, how I said it last episode about my purpose, but kind of doing whatever the fuck I want to do that brings me joy, basically, yes. is my purpose. Amen. My purpose is to be happy. My purpose, no, sorry, my purpose is to be joyful. My purpose is to love. My purpose is to have a good fucking life. Mm-hmm. So can I trust enough that what I do will allow me to continue having a good fucking life? And it's certainly worth a try, isn't it? It's what else is there? Exactly. You might as well try for that. I, and anything, and if you fall short, even once a day, you mm-hmm. still had the, all the other times a day where you had a good fucking life. Totally. But I can see that you really have to have transcended enough of your crap to believe that you don't deserve it before you can even think that it's possible. And that makes sense oh, yeah. to me. Yeah. Because otherwise we're still trapped. We're still trapped in our yeah. stories. We are so used to assuming that our purpose has to be narrowly defined by a task or a job. Something that we can sort of put into words. And really, purpose doesn't necessarily have a vocabulary. For me, now that we've defined love, when I'm living my purpose, I feel that shine. Mm-hmm. I feel that love. Yeah. For me, when I'm... That's, that's my purpose for me mm-hmm. is to feel that as much as possible and do what I'm, I want to do to make that feeling, to have that feeling. Does that yeah. make sense? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, that means that sometimes it's kind of like, you know, doing something I love and something that I know I'm good at. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes it's, uh, following a passion that makes no sense to anyone else, but I really fucking enjoy, or it's <laughs> fulfilling a desire, whatever that may be. Yeah, yeah. but and I don't need to know active, what it is, right? Yeah, I no. don't need to know it, what it is. Right. I just follow it like a trail of breadcrumbs, <laughs> and how fun. Exactly. And that's why the journey is fun because the journey is filled with yeah. doing all those things. Because everything you described is an experience, right? It's an it's an action. And that's really how we get to explore and understand our purpose is through doing, Mm. but not doing in the tasky 3D kind of way. And also not doing in the way where we got told this is how we should do. So this is how we should have a relationship. This is how we should be spending our money. This is what our job should look like. This is what our family should look like and how we relate to them. It's once you remove all those 3D constructs, once you've watched that all kind of fall down, which we've spoken about so fucking much, everyone must be bored by it by now or marveled, (laughs) depending on your mood. Because the thing about 3D that's so fundamental in in our wiring is our lack of freedom. That's really what has defined our experience in 3D was how chained we were, which blinded us, yeah? Made us believe that what wasn't real was because it limited our ability to see. So then the question comes, if you are the architect of your own life, uh, yes, uh-huh. and you can create it, what do you want it to look like? And it's really important to understand that by, by the end of 2020, We are in the position to come into the understanding that until we have fully cleared out the past, as in burned it out entirely, there's really no moving forward. And it doesn't mean that we're going to stay in some weird loop. It just means that we really have to get to the point where we are almost in that perfect blank slate for our lives, right? Which means it's just time to purge it and Marie Kondo our shit. 
So when you say blank slate, because from my experience, it's definitely been a situation of it was never a fully blank slate. <laughs> Are we going to get into that argument? Is life really a blank slate or not? Are we born with a blank slate? You know, that no, philosophical no, 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 no. Uh, discussion. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't mean it like that. I mean, like, you know, like, because I think the reason why I would just, just hesitate on that one mm-hmm. is that I think it puts pressure on people to think I have to, you know, Raya style nuclear bomb everything. Yeah. And live, and then, and then walk up like a phoenix rising from the ashes from my nuclear bomb of my life. And I don't think that's what you mean. I think, no. Like, although for some, that's, that's what it takes. Yeah. For some, that's, that's definitely what it takes. But I would, I would kind of argue it's kind of just more that be ready to face it and be ready to transcend it. Be ready to go without a safety net. Because what happens when people really are on the precipice of massive change? They suddenly really want to pull back. Suddenly 3D stops looking so bad, right? Again, it's that, that meme of, well, I thought 2020 was going to be my year. Now I want 2019 back. Because and- we've been taught that the unknown freedom is pain. So we get close. We're like, oh shit, am I just about to jump into pain? Maybe I'll go back to that because that at least I knew what I was dealing with. Exactly. And there was a lot of that attitude that people carried with them throughout 2020, which was, okay, 3D really wasn't so bad, was it? At least Mm. I knew what I was doing in my daily life. At least I understood. But what's really nice is that we have an energy, this energy of, okay, fine. If, if this is, if this is the world we're living in now, and it seems like we're not going back to anything anytime soon, I don't even know what to believe anymore. So why don't we just burn this house down already and get it over with? And we're just going to have that energy carry us through February of 2021. Until February 2021? Yeah. We're going to have that global, that collective, fuck this. So what's really important as we kind of head into this very end of 2020 is just to understand that whatever is going on outside of us really doesn't matter as much as we think. And that's really difficult to believe because we were brought up in such a way to believe that everything matters, right? And even when we talk about oneness, something can't happen to somebody else without us understanding or feeling it or experiencing it because we are all one. Yeah? But as 3D is being dismantled, as we are going through this burning and this clearing, that stuff is the stuff that really will not directly impact us. And that the thing that's really worth holding on to is the bigger picture for ourselves personally. What do I want my life to look like? If to the best of our ability, sort of allow the sort of global collective experience just to sort of be that background white noise. But then what happens? Because I know that it can be scary when you see the world crumble around you and you worry for your family's safety, for your safety, for Mm -hmm. your survival. And that's kind of what kind of almost pushes us back into 3D because we're like, wait a second, I started stepping out and I'm watching everything crumble. They were right. The rules do keep me safe. What do you do then? We also know that the rules don't really keep us safe. They keep us enslaved. And there's no safety in enslavement because there's always a price to pay. And, and it's, it's whatever it's, we look at, it's our freedom. It's the freedom. It's your integrity. And it won't feel right. And if it starts to feel right to you, I will tell you future generations, it will feel less and less right. So what do we yeah. do? Heal your shit. <laughs> so we know that it's temporary. How things are playing out is not how they will always play out. What appears like struggle is merely making room for something new that will mean less struggle. And I know that sounds a little... Happily ever after, things will get so much better, or, you know, they get worse before they get better. 
But we are always going to have a sort of forward spiral trajectory. So as we grow, sometimes we do backslide a little bit. I mean, I don't, it's not a full regression. It's more of like a, I need to step back so another part of me can catch up and then I can move forward. Kind of like when you have your moments, right? Like you've made shit ton of progress and then you kind of slip back into, okay, I'm okay here because I don't feel so good and, you know, I just don't know if I could get past this. And then once you've been able or to I sit with it. I just want to stay here. I just want to stay here. I just want to stay. Bit. And then you sit with it a bit. The doubts dissipate. And then you move forward again. A lot of these structures, even if they made sense at their inception, weren't necessarily going to survive the leap into 5D, into oneness. Because either the integrity wasn't fully in place for 5D or something else needed to happen. Is anything going to survive? We will. But that's pretty much it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening. For more information, articles, and inspiration, find us at karmasmybitch.com and at karmasmybitch.insta. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review.